Welcome to the Daughters of the Road podcast. In this space, we envision cultivating a community that inspires, empowers, and supports women in motorsports culture. We seek to engage in lifelong adventure, create perpetual bonds between sisters, and hone in skills necessary for navigation throughout life. I'm Kristen. And I'm Brandy. And we are Daughters, Daughters of, of the Road. Road. I'm so excited for our guest today, Alexis, or Alex. Hazy Alex, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a certified Harley-Davidson technician and spun wrenches at her local dealerships and has now moved on to the Proving Grounds out in uh, Yucca Valley, right? Yeah, Yucca Valley. Yucca Valley. Um, she works on Harley-Davidson's latest developments. She grew up in a racing family, and it was only right that she took the reins and found fast her way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've been following you for years. Yes, I know. Like, years, <laughs> and I finally... Met you. She yeah. met you way before I did, oh, yeah. but oh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I've met you a long time ago. Yeah. We just like hit it off. Like, yes, immediately. <laughs> exactly. But it was through Motorcycle Mechanics Institute, I think. Yeah. Like we kind of like somewhat connected, right? Yeah. I think um, I had gone there, graduated. Did you go after me? I think I went after you. Like right after? Yeah. Yeah. So I wish we would have had like classes together. That would right? be so rad. Hell yes. It yeah. so dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I get so many questions okay. about MMI Dude. in general. <laughs> I know you do. I know All you do. Yes, especially from women. They're like yeah. kind of questioning, like, is this right for me? Like, yeah. how do you get into it? Is it worth it? Like, yeah. what's your viewpoint on that? So MMI, I feel, is like a stepping stone. So it's like, it's not going to give you all the tools that you need, but it's going to give you the tools to get started. And just like, like I said, a good stepping stone. Um, I was super unfortunate when I was going to MMI to have already like worked in my dad's shop because um, you know growing up racing you know you learn quickly racing is expensive <laughs> and things are always breaking so I you know grew up working on stuff like that and then super fortunate when I was going through school to actually like get a job at a dealership so yeah um, MMI you get in what you put into it you get out what you put into it so yeah for sure it's totally worth agree. it yeah so it's, um, I guess it depends on what program you do, but yeah. it's like a year in basic training. Is yeah. it about a year, six months, something uh, like that? I know when I went, it was like 16 months, like for everything, mm -hmm. but I think they shortened it recently. Really? Yeah. Um, I work with some, some guys that just graduated like last year from it and it shortened with COVID and whatnot. It shortened things a lot. So it's crazy. I wonder what they cut out. Same. Yeah, because, okay, so when I went, I, I'm i pretty sure I was the last graduating class to uh -huh. actually do the um, boring and honing yeah, class. Yeah, they, they completely, like, cut cut that out when I went. When was, you went, you yeah. didn't have that class? No, oh, shit, we were, so like, pounding crankshafts and everything. Oh, and like I feel cheated. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Well, I felt like, I know, I, I felt like that. I was like, um, this is, like one of my favorite classes so yeah. I was like so bummed that everybody else that was coming up wasn't going to yeah. be able to do that because that was the fucking coolest class I've, I had to work out every day hell yeah so it was so cool well but, it's like nowadays like a lot of dealerships and shops they don't do that anymore they send it out to like a machine shop or yeah. like I know one of the shops I worked at they um they would send their stuff stuff out to A1 Cycles mm -hmm. and have Mike do it yeah and it's honestly like a lost art like it is I've learned so much from like my dad and stuff mm -hmm. on and my uncle on stuff like that just like <laughs> they've dealerships have stepped away from like actual engine work yeah. so much and it's so sad 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it because of the labor hours it takes. The labor hour at what Red Rock is 150 an hour now? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So imagine imagine having to take apart a crank, having to like go ahead and get everything weighed, get everything in true again. Fucking the tool itself for run out is insanely expensive. Like um, everything's so expensive. So I get it as to why it's more cost effective and more timely for the customers but also like you said it's a it's a lost art it and really is. it's only those people with those skills that are going to take that with them like hopefully mm-hmm. they're still like passing it down oh, yeah 100%. You know? like, yeah that's what city kind of talked about on our last podcast is how it's a, a dying art just as you said and like her it setting really up is. her machine shop at the mm-hmm. in her house like yeah. she's like we got to keep doing this and like people yes. are encouraging her to keep doing it so it's cool to yeah. re-hear that again from you guys yeah, yeah. it's like like I was like my very first shop, like I was working with um old man Brent. I love him to death. He was like the grumpiest old man ever. Always. They're always, always. grumpy old men. <laughs> always. But they love young girls. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> and like I learned so much from him because like I was like, all right, everything, like, you know, I'm eventually like it sucks. Like you're gonna be gone and like all the knowledge you have, gone. Yeah. So like I want to know everything. You forgotten more than that. I will ever learn. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I know. Same. Like I, I took to this old man Tim. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> like back home in Pensacola. I mean, he was still chugging along at like I think it was like seventy four when yeah. I was there, and he had like a limp, and he would like <laughs> take out the bikes every day, bring them back in. Like he worked on all the shovel head evos, like pan it everything, yeah. and still had all the old tools at his house. Yes. He had like an old shed, and he was like, "Yeah, do you know what this tool is?" And it's been like. <laughs> under wraps like for years and exactly it's just so cool like to have access to that information oh it's like i still every once in a while like call brent and like hey like what's going on with this yeah i'll hit up my dad and i'm like dude like teach me yes to know everything yes i love that and i love that especially like (laughs) i was talking about this the other day (laughs) kind of off subject but um Uh, we would go, me and my dad would go every Wednesday to Denny's and hang out with this group of old machinists and yes. welders and everything and like have breakfast with the old men of the community that yes. were like building hot rods and stuff. That's that was, right. I would so much rather go hang out with them than go sit at a fucking bar with like kids my age. Like, uh, 100%. Like, that shit is rad to me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Brent was like my, my, my little best friend. Like yes. we'd go out to lunch together and whatnot and just like talk like about like engines and stuff like that and... Yeah, it, especially, like, racing, like, yeah. in the racing community, like, everyone, like, helps each other out, and it's, like, one big, like, field of, like, yeah, like, let me show you how to do this this way, and, like, learn so much that way. I love that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, growing up racing. Yeah. Like, what did you race, and what would, how was your family involved? So I'm, what, fourth, fifth generation racer? Um, my great granddad raced stock cars, then he built funny cars. So my aunt used to race with Bunny Burkett back in the seventies. Nice. <laughs> yeah, racing funny cars and stuff. And then my uncle my great uncles did um Enduro, they raced funny cars, all of it, um, motocross, and then my dad was team green um in the nineties. That's so sick. For motocross, so that was super rad. And yeah, I just I started riding motorcycles at three. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got on this little PW50, and it's a super funny story. Like, I ended up dragging my uncle around this whole backyard because he showed me where the throttle was, and that was it. 
<laughs> to put like a throttle stop on it. So like I took off like gunned it and I'm dragging this like huge like 6'3 man around the backyard because the poor man tripped I felt so horrible <laughs> just sitting there dragging him around with this big smile on my face <laughs> I love that yeah but yeah I grew up racing like motocross and drag racing I raced junior dragsters for a long time so yeah yeah we'll have to show some of the pictures of, yeah. Uh, yeah. of your so drag rad. racing days hell yeah and your sister right yeah my sister raced too um so yeah like the whole family races um my husband used to race and stuff like that, and my kids wanting to get into it. I was about yeah. to ask. That was my next question. I was like, okay, so what's your son going to race? So he's bouncing back and forth between um, motocross and then drag racing because we still have one of the juniors that we've held on to. Um, he's like, mommy, for Christmas, I want a race car. And I was like, oh, Lord. You wait until <laughs> your grandpa hears this, dude. You're done for. <laughs> get all, like, kitted up for sure. Oh, that's so precious. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you can't wait to, like, just kind of, like, pass that on. Oh, dude. Like, when we were riding at Glen Helen, like, I spent more time, like, watching him than actually, like, riding because it was just, like, oh, my God, dude. This is, like, perfect. Oh. That's so <laughs> rad. Does he ride a PW2 or yeah. what do you have? So he actually rode, rides the PW50 that I learned how to ride on and that my cousins learned how to ride on because my cousins all race, too. So it's it's crazy. Like, it's like this 1980 like PW50, so it's so with still my name on the number plates. So it's like <laughs> my heart. <laughs> that is precious. so cute. Yeah. I bet that's the coolest part about having a little kid is to yeah. be able to pass stuff on like that. Oh yeah, he's yeah. like he's like my little best friend. Honestly, he like sits in the garage and like gets on the drag bike or on the on my one of my FXRs and it's like. So this is going to be mine when I'm 17, <laughs> and we're going to, like, go everywhere. And I was like, um, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, because yeah, some kids, I mean, you literally, you can't force them. Oh, no. And I've seen kids <laughs> of racers who literally have no interest in it, or they're afraid, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it, it just has to be innate in them or not. Yeah, 100%. Like, that was how my dad was with me. Um, And then Jack's, like, I was just like, we're just going to let him choose whatever. Like, he's played soccer. He did not like soccer. <laughs> he likes t-ball, um, but he's just always, like, gravitated towards, like, anything with wheels. So I got, like, super lucky. Yeah. But anything he wants to do, we're for it. If I have to, you know, be the soccer mom on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> How cool would that be? Like, riding up to, like, his soccer games on the bike, whatever. Like, well, we're going to run it. Yeah. yeah. So you were in school and you still had a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I had him at seven. I did not beat teen pregnancy, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but it is I, what it is. Brought you a beautiful gift. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I had him um, at seventeen, and then you know he was a year when I went to MMI, and wow. that was like super hard because he was with my mom during that time. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because it's like waking up and then going to work was like there's no way like I could have been the mom that I wanted to be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my mom helped me out and watched them while I went and did school and just sat there and grinded. I Damn. woke up, looked at motorcycles, went to school, worked on motorcycles, came home, went to the dealership, worked uh, worked and cleaned on bikes, and yeah, that was my life. Eat, breathe, sleep, motorcycles. That is so <laughs> fucking rad. Yeah. I love that, because I mean, like, it just shows you, like, if you want something, like, to go after it full oh, force. 100%. Like, don't let something, I mean, obviously, you know, if you have a kid, you tend to them, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, 
at the end of the day, like, you're doing what's best for you and for that child. Yeah, like, I wanted a career. I didn't just want, like, a regular job. So yeah. I wanted something that, like, I was passionate about that was going to provide for the both of us. Yeah. And, you know, I was super fortunate to do that and have some super rad people along the way that supported me. I love that. Yeah. That is so That's cool. So yeah, I know you showed up to, to bike night uh, yeah. last month, was it? Yeah, yeah, last month. Yeah, and you brought your son, yeah. and he was, like, loving the stunt riders oh, and everything. He was all for it. Just, like, that little helper. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, helped Brandy at the booth and whatnot, and then he was, like, all about the stunt riders, and I was like, oh, you're going to absolutely thrash my bike. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Both, like, he and my husband, like, my husband jumped uh, my dyna in our front yard in North Carolina. Like, coming back from the grocery store, he was like, fuck it, like, there's this jump. I've been thinking about it, too, because, like, I was like, if I hit my dirt bike at the right angle, like, this would be so rad. <laughs> and he was coming back. He had K-cups on his lap. <laughs> and this man just, like, jumps my dyna over her front yard. Oh, my so goodness. <laughs> You're like, that's why I fall in love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had me at motorcycles. You had yeah. me at motorcycles. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Man. So um, you did also, side note, come to the bike night in a full-on back brace yeah like tell us what the fuck happened and i mean like i love this story you're such a badass <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much like i was why i was practicing for a flat track race on a motocross track we'll just start with that, that big no <laughs> yeah. but like i figured like i can you know turns you just gotta focus on turns yeah. like roll the jumps it's okay but just work on turning because um my homegirl, Lauren, was letting me ride her bike. I was supposed to go to Flat Out Friday, like, the week before. And she was going to let me ride her bike in the flat track race because that's on my bucket list. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just overshot a jump and ended up doing it an endo. And the bike came up and smacked my back. Um, what? I broke seven vertebrae. Her Jesus needed Christ. two uh disc in my neck uh tore ligaments on my shoulder and then have some fluid around some disc in my lower back wrecked my shit <laughs> yeah completely um so yeah that's why i was in a back race and it was horrible yeah and what then were you riding sorry lady. <laughs> no it's okay i was riding uh my dirt bike i have a kx 100 that's bored out to 123 and it's a blast. She's now yeah. the widow maker. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she like try to take me out. Like yeah. most things that I love. <laughs> right? It's always the things that we love. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. And you love them even more after. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Try to kill me? Nope. Yeah. 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 But you were out like working on your bike not yeah. long after getting stir crazy. Yeah, I got super stir crazy. Um, and it was just like, okay, I gotta do something. And like I have my bike torn apart in the garage. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hone some cylinders. I'm gonna do little things. I'm a. My husband rolled someone's bike in the um, because my husband works on bikes too. He rolled a, a bike into the house, like opened up the back doors, and because we have French back doors, and um, pulled the bike into the house so I could sit there and work on it. I love that. Yeah, like he's the best. Um, <laughs> I love that he encourages you, too, instead oh, yeah. of being like, dude, yeah. lay down. Like, no, he was just like, I, I know how you are. You can't sit still. Mm -hmm. And, like, you've been sitting still for, like, a month. Yeah. And, like, the doctor, like, I got in my head a lot about it because, like, one of the doctors I saw in Havasu um, told me that I would never wrench again. Like, you're done. Find a new career. Find a new hobby. You'll never get back on a bike. And, like, that ate at me for a long time. And I was like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm 
you're not taking that away from me. That's right. all I know how to do. So, yeah, I started doing that and just got back to it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the doctors. I mean, like, they'll see you all beat up and stuff, and then they're like, oh, well, you're not going to you're not gonna do something again. I yeah. know the doctors never said, like, when I got into my accident, they never said you can't do anything, but yeah. they were always like, oh, I bet you're not going to do that again. Um, and I'm like... I'm not that smart, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go right back to doing that. Yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah. I was like, this is all I know how to do. Like, I can't picture myself doing anything else. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it, and um, I went back to work. Like, it's a month yesterday. I've yeah. been back at work and pushing around 800 pound motorcycles. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Dude, she was in a back brace lifting up her son. Yeah. And I'm like, are you? Not, I'm not even going to say anything. She knows what she's doing. That's yeah. rad. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's how it is. I actually got on a bike and rode like on the dyno at work. And it was just like, cause I was like, I don't know if this is going to fuck up my back. Let me, let me try this cause I'm still healing. And it's like, all right. So that's checked off the list. Like, yeah. We'll get off light duty and get back to the swing of things. Damn. So yeah. I know you work at the test track. Um, mm-hmm. We've all obviously picked that up. But what do you, what does that mean? What do you do at the test track? So working at the proving grounds for Harley is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I work in the VTS lab, which is the vehicle test systems lab. And pretty much what we do, I'm in the sub lab, in the emissions lab right now. I just transferred through there. And pretty much what I was doing originally is... We get all the new bikes or current models and, you know, they'll send us parts to test or they just want to see how it holds up. Like we can, in a matter of months, we can um, accumulate like tens of thousands of miles on these bikes. Um, Just running them like eight hours a day, 16 hours a day, just constantly running them because we have two shifts. And yeah, we just test everything for them, see what holds up, see what doesn't work, change things, you know, just testing the integrity of things. And now working in the emissions lab, um, which I work more with Narissa now, um, just, you know, testing, making sure everything's emission compliant, you know, testing new exhaust things, testing new calibrations. So it's really cool it's a lot different than um working in a independent or a regular shop yeah i was just about to say that like obviously they're way different like i don't know if you can pinpoint what you like better right now so i like learning like all the aspects because it's it's a completely like i'm playing with new things yeah like things that aren't even released yet and like learning how they work and then you know talking to the people that are making the service manuals and all the engineers Mm-mm. yelling at the engineers <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's crazy um the, the the things that i do like i do miss working in a regular shop and like getting to like play play with the bikes and whatnot but it's crazy because now i'm learning like different running traces on the dyno um and learning you know new things with the dyno i mean when vts has dynos that run the bike by themselves so we don't need anyone sitting on there like riding the bikes yeah we just put actuators up to them and they run by themselves it's insane yeah that's super rad yeah that's good because then it kind of gives you autonomy to do other things yeah. <laughs> instead of having to like sit there and watch a running motorcycle yeah. and make sure nothing goes awry well it's crazy like we're able to run like 12 bikes at once that's awesome and it's like insane when they get to the wide open throttle portion of the test because you just hear these bikes singing and it's like wow this is like so crazy yeah right? it's like hard not to be like kind of like 
holy shit, like my job is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure you get to say that every day. That's, yeah. that's rad. Not many, people, <laughs> yeah, not many people can say that, that they're doing something that they love. So it's really cool yeah. that, you know, you went after it and here you are. Like, did you ever think that you would be at the Proving Grounds? Like, was that a goal for you? Absolutely not. Like, I was moving back from um, North Carolina and I was, it's so funny. I did my interview for this job at a truck stop in Louisiana, like on the phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like moving from North Carolina back to Texas. Um, I thought it was a spam call and like was gonna brush it off. And I was like, you know what, this is weird. Why is the Arizona number calling me? And I like picked it up and they're like, yeah, you know, we test motorcycles, uh, Harleys at the proving grounds. You know, do you have time for an interview? And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> Can we do it like right now? Like I quickly like ran into the, like pulled over to the truck stop and um, put my hair up and put some makeup on because I look like absolute shit after driving. <laughs> after driving, it was a hellish trip. Oh. Um, but yeah, I did my interview for this job in my truck, and like even the security guard came and like because I was parked in the you know the semi parking, and he was like in the middle of my interview, he was like, "You gotta move." <laughs> Like, in the middle of my interview. And I was like, I am so sorry. Like, you're going to have to watch me back up this truck and trailer. Like, I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, I thought I completely bombed it after that. Because I was like, I'm not going to get hired. Like, I look lame. <laughs> this guy is telling me to move. And they called me, like, after I'd already got to Texas. And was like, you want the job? And I was like, hell yeah, I want the job. Wait, so why were you going to Texas? I was moving back home. Oh, you were moving already? Yeah, I was already in the process of oh moving. Oh my gosh. So then you were like, oh, redirection. Yeah, it's like my life's already packed up. My whole life's packed up. Like, wow. what's a couple hundred more miles? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you, did you go to North Carolina for a specific reason? And So I moved back to the East Coast. Um, my dad lives on the East Coast because uh, I wanted to get back into racing. Like I had taken, oh. once I got back from MMI, like I just like dove like headfirst into work and momming full time <laughs> again after being gone for a year. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to get back to like racing and, you know, I got a job at a, at a dealership out there and um, yeah. That's moved out there, did that, and then worked at a little independent shop, which super grateful for that shop. They taught me so much, especially like getting out of like the dealership mindset. Cause you know, the dealership, you know, you have big brother to call, you have tech services. Mm -hmm. So if something now working at an independent shop, you don't have that. So it's teaching you to like think outside the box. And that was super rad yeah. to do that. Yeah, okay, for cool. sure. I know, I so I worked in the dealership and I've worked in aftermarket shop yeah. and I'm like, I, to be honest, I really like the aftermarket shop yes. just because of like, I had older dudes, like that's where I met Tim and yeah. everything. And like when we learned the older bikes and yeah. like, that's more of what we had custom bikes, older bikes. Yeah. And because obviously the dealership wouldn't take them in. Yeah. So, um, I did feel like I learned exponentially more at the aftermarket shop than I did at Harley. Although mm -hmm. Harley, obviously, you know, you are learning with the years as yeah. they come along because new stuff comes out. Yeah. But to be honest, I mean, what interests me is older well, stuff, yeah. I feel like. I feel like I've just become that person. But um, yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously the dealership is a great, great resource yeah. for sure when you're coming up yeah, in the ranks. Yeah, yeah, when you're coming up and like learning like the dealership, you know, you have a lot of backing. They send you to school. You they know, have specialty tools. Yes. <laughs> that you don't have to buy out of pocket. Oh my God. Yeah. I think that's the worst part about being a mechanic, to be honest. Like, the amount of money tied up in tools is insane. Oh, we're not even going to talk about tools. I don't, right like, <laughs> I don't like that. 
because I feel like that's the one job where like you don't get paid commensurate to what you've invested into. Oh, no. Never. This thing, it's totally like a passion career. Yeah, <laughs> so. 100%. Like, what was it? One of the techs I worked with, they said, you know, congrats, you know, now you're getting into like a profession where, you know, you run off nicotine, hatred, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> caffeine. Yep. And I've never like now, like later on, like in life, it's like, I'm turning into Brent. Like, I'm coffee all the time. <laughs> I need, like, caffeine. Yeah. That's how I started drinking coffee. Yeah. Not even going to lie. So, oh, my God. It's hilarious. Okay. So, I didn't drink coffee crazy until, like, I got into the dealership. So, at Harley, um, I remember all the all the older guys would yeah. go, all the technicians in the morning, they would get there earlier than anybody. Yeah. Obviously, technicians, I don't know why they do that. But yeah. um, <laughs> get there early. They have their styrofoam cups, their styrofoam white cups. They pour coffee for everybody, <laughs> and it's all black coffee, no creamer. Oh, I can't do that. that. Yeah, That's I can't do that. Like stains everywhere, and they would just sit down and talk shit, and like yep. we would be out. I mean, it was Florida. We would just like be in lawn chairs, like out in the back of the dealership, yeah. just like chilling. I remember doing that. In Florida. <laughs> yep, yep. So and then having shop beers after yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like. That's how I started drinking coffee because I wanted to be in those conversations and I wanted yeah. to feel like I mean obviously I'm a technician let me be a part let me be a technician, hashtag wide open brew. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag we love coffee. Hashtag yeah, all the but now coffee. I'm now I'm addicted to coffee and I blame it on being you know a mechanic once upon a time. So oh yeah, <laughs> like we would have like breakfast in the mornings like at the independent shop like me and my boss Carrie would go and like we'll have breakfast and like have coffee and like talk shit and then it was like all right. <laughs> Now we gotta get to work. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I can't start my day without coffee. I love coffee. Yeah. And I can't blame anybody but myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, nowadays I'm like that for sure. I needed quite a few. I mean, actually, the past week I haven't had any coffee. Um, I've been trying to like take sips of it, but like I had food poisoning, like you guys know. So um... I'm still pulled an engine out. What the right. Hell? <laughs> she was at the dealership yesterday and she was. Dead. I was dead. I was just like a walking zombie. Because yeah. I had no energy. I had no electrolytes, everything. So I've been like slowly okay. drinking more electrolytes. Well, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going fucking like stir crazy yeah, like you did. Dude. Literally Horrible. nothing's normal. So I need to do something. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck is on my to-do list that I absolutely need to get done? And I was like, this fucking engine, I need to pull it. Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> mustered up the strength, fucking rolled through it, and it's hilarious. I took the video, and, and then there was people that were like, holy shit, you're so strong. And I was like, honestly, you just get this bout of adrenaline, and you just kind of fucking do it. Like, yeah. it's not like, You I can't mean, sit there and, like, think about it. No, like, you can't I've done think that before, it. like, picking up a Pan Am engine, yeah. and, like, you know, one of my coworkers is like, no, no, we'll wait until, like, someone else, like, comes here to help. And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. What? Like, who's going to help me? Like, I, nobody's going to help me. No. Like, I, I learned, like, a long time ago, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Rather than, I'm not going to wait, like, 20 minutes for someone to finish a smoke break and come mm -hmm. back. Right. No, no, I'm going to lift this shit by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I get in trouble for that at the dealership all the time. Because sure. we have, like, a facilities team that yeah. will come and move stuff for us. And I'm like... I'll just do it. Like, yeah. why am I going to wait on them? Yeah. I'll just get it done. Yeah. Like, 100%. I'm the same way. Like, just yeah. get it done. There's like, ways. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's always, I feel like there's usually a way if you're smart about it, but obviously don't try to hurt yourself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've always been that way. My dad kind of threw that into my head that, you know. Just you do it yourself. Do it. Yeah. Just, uh, there's no reason why you can't. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's been wild. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm technically still on light duty at work. And it's like. I'm waiting like 10 minutes for this dude to come move this bike for me. Like, 
I can't do this anymore. Fuck this. And I pushed the bagger. And yeah. I was like, 800 pounds just with a broken back. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Get it done. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you gotta do it. Ain't no damsels in distress over here. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get that shit done. My yeah. little noodle arms will sit there and push it myself. <laughs> yes. I love how we were talking about before this that um, you know, when girls are on their periods and they oh. still have to work, especially in, as being a mechanic. Dude. Dude. <laughs> My periods are like rough. Like sorry, TMI. They're rough, dude. Mine too. Well, like it racks my whole body. Yes, (laughs) the first two days, like I literally, like I, it's hard to leave bed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Honestly, and like, oh, the guys at the dealership I worked at in North Carolina, I loved them to death. I swear they had it on their calendar. I would come in and there would be like a Red Bull and like sour candies on my desk. Oh my God, that's so cute. They were so sweet. I swear. They were like, yeah, we're going to avoid her at all fucking costs. (laughs) Here's this and this. Be nice. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's true. Like it it hurts to do anything and to be standing on your feet and then you're just losing so much blood. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rough. Like I had to do, I was telling you, I had to do like ARO, which is our advanced riding course that, you know, we have to do to be able to be on the test tracks or like ride company vehicles and so i suck at it <laughs> like i'm working on it like i'm great on a bike like i can maneuver like we sat there like back in texas and we play like tag as we we're like lane splitting and stuff sorry mom <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and you know this is hard for me like having to do slow maneuvers yeah like, i've never had to go slow in my life and now i'm having to like and the guys would get after me he's like Forget everything you know about riding. You're going to learn how to ride today. And I was like, dude. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Like, but, like, doing that class, like, I love it. Yeah. I'm constantly, like, signing up for the next one. I want to do it on a bagger now. Because, like, I mostly ride, like, a lot of baggers, like, on work trips. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I got to keep doing it, like, on a soft tail, and then I'm going to move up, and I'm going to do it on, like, a road glide and just whip it around and then do, like, police training and stuff like that. Yeah. Unlocking new skill sets. Hell yeah. Yeah. Got shit on my bucket list. (laughs) I love that. I love that she's got a little bucket list. I need to to make something like that. I need to do better at, like, keeping track of my bucket list thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My bucket list is, like, all motorcycles. (laughs) I love that. I mean, I feel like that's how, well, I want to be in a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to fly now. Yeah. Yes, do it. All for, like, accomplishing things. Yeah. I still have to, like, hill climb. Like, I still have to do flat track next year. Yes. Like, like, I'm so down to do it. I'm going to hit track days. This is Brandy. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, she needs someone out there with her. Hell yeah. I know. I ain't got a bike. Get your <laughs> for for this for right now. You're, you're <laughs> what, we'll happened, you. what happened to your heritage? Oh, I blew it up. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. Run it. New uh, one. You, you should know a little bit about that. Yeah, just a oh little bit. My God. What year was it? Uh, what year? Is what your year? 2018. Yeah. Yeah, so it was one of the first years I made. But um, she did great. Um, I just... I always like to run at like 95, 100, yep. and you know, the oil pump <laughs> just decided. But that bike um, does it so seamlessly. Like, there's no other way to ride your bike. I, I even when like on the streets, when I go pick it up to like bring it to the shop or something, yeah. that bike runs so good. You yeah. can easily go 90 and not realize you're going yeah. 90. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fucking That's the what best. happens. One of the best bikes that I rode, and I, I never the gave the heritage its opportunity. Nobody, everybody goes for the lowrider S and everything, and I'm like, I want the heritage. Like, I'm a bagger mommy. Like, yes, like live my best <laughs> life being bagger mommy. Because I had an Evo ultra classic before the heritage literally i went from 97 ultra classic <laughs> to, to 2018 a, yeah the 2018 a heritage. Jump. 
It's a huge jump. It's a huge jump. Yes. And I was like, "Uh, I I don't know, like, how to handle a new bike. Like, uh, and then, um, yeah, it just, it grew on me. And, like, I knew, because I had the choice of which soft tail. I mean, everybody does. But, like, um, I just, I knew that the low rider would take a lot of effort from me and, like, money that I didn't have at the time Mm -hmm. to make it into what I wanted, which was a touring bike. Because I loved literally leaving across the country and no worries. But the Heritage was already set up basically for that. I got a tour pack with it, and then I did the heated hand grips, and I did a, a heel shifter, and I was like, yeah, ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> and um, I took it across the country a few times. And, yeah. yeah, it's been an awesome, awesome bike. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, now it's uh, getting a dark horse crank. You know, oh, yeah. I'm really excited yeah. about it so, now. I can't <laughs> wait to go pick it up now. Yeah, yeah. It'd be such a blast. Yeah, it was just, so funny, though, because I was going to hit you up when it was not in the shop. And there was somewhere I had to go, and it was like a few hundred miles. So I was like, damn, I should just go get ladies' bike. It would be so much better. That bike yeah. is yeah. just flawless. Like, yeah. It's comfy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I've, yeah. not, I've not made the right decisions in the past. I've always been a road glide or... Those are awesome rider, bikes. I always loved but... your bikes. Your bikes look, look beautiful, however, <laughs> um, and not my choice. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a bike, there's a seat for everybody. For yeah. everybody, yeah. exactly. 100%. Like, yeah. what, work let me borrow, like, a lowrider ST, and, like, I automatically, like, fell in love with it. Because, like, being a mechanic, you to ride, like, everyone's bikes. Yeah. Like, I remember when I first started out, like, the biggest bike I've ridden was a soft tail. And, like, at the dealership, they're like, can't do that you got to ride a bagger or you can't work here or you're fired. Sorry. That's how it is. Sheesh, my do tiny, you pay for it? Yeah. My, right. my tiny, like, 5'2", 120 pounds, like, gets on it and it's just like, what? Yeah. Okay, just go. And then once you get on it, it's like nothing. Yeah, they're I not bad. Yeah, like, yeah. I absolutely love baggers now. Yeah. It's, like, such a blast. Oh, yeah. So let's run it back. So that when I first met you, it yeah. was in Babes Ride Out yeah. East Coast. Yeah. Um, I went for work. You were there for work. Yeah. And it was like rad because the nurse was like, hey, go talk to Alex. I bet she'll let you like test ride something. So I was like, this sucks. I have to fly into the East Coast. Yeah. So I wasn't able to ride. I was there for work. So I knew I wasn't going to get to ride very much anyways. But they were like, go see Alex. And I was like, who's Alex? And so yeah. that's when I got to meet you. And I got to ride the Lowrider ST. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that bike is a blast. I got to ride it from Havasu to uh, Santa Barbara for work. And, like, absolutely, like, fell in love with it. I was like, oh, if I'm going to get a new bike that isn't, like, a road glide. Because I'm a road glide girl. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm getting this bike. Like, I absolutely yeah. fell in love with it. It's, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what were you doing at Babes Ride Out? So at Babes Ride Out, I wrench on the demo fleet. And sometimes, I'm not really supposed to, but I'll wrench on like a couple customers' bikes. Like if shit's falling off. Yeah. Or like, because it's a safety concern. I can't say no because it's like, you know, if we're out in the middle of nowhere and the, the nearest shop's like three hours away. I can't in good conscience let this person like ride yeah. off. Yeah. It's kind of like you had to take that work hat off yeah, and like, like be like, this is my human hat. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Let me like quickly like change out of my work shirt and like put on like a plain t shirt <laughs> and like we're good. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy what some people will ride to events. Well, <laughs> I think too, like in that defense, right? For people that don't wrench on mm-hmm. motorcycles. And yeah. that's why I ride newer bikes because like I don't wrench on motorcycles. Yeah. And when I pull up to a dealership, like, I just want it to get fixed, and mm-hmm. I, like, want to get it done. So yeah. a lot of the times, like, I go get an oil change. I'm not going to lie. Like, I go, and I pull my bike in, and I hope that the boys are checking everything needs yeah. to be checked because yeah. I'm going to get on my motorcycle, and I'm going to ride it, yeah. and 
yeah, I don't yeah. know. So these girls that pull up and we've got shit fucking everywhere. Yeah. We're like, help. Um, yeah. Grateful for women like you guys. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, Hi. for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that would be the cool part is like just having that accessible education to like basic shit. Like yeah. just know how to check your oil and make sure you're not going to blow up your engine. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I'm talking to like Lauren um, about doing like a she wants me to do like a maintenance class because mm-hmm. like a lot of times like you know these girls come up to me and they're like hey like because i mean you guys ride them so you guys know like when something's not right with your bike even you though you might not know it. what it is it's yeah. like you put so many miles on that bike that that bike's like almost a part of you so you know when something's not running right mm-hmm. so you know they'll come up and like hey can you like something's not right and i was like all right well what does it sound like and like being approachable like that is like so like I've been told so many times like thank you for being like approachable like normally like I'd get brushed off and it's like hell no dude like you're on two wheels you're not in a cage mm-hmm. like let me try and help you the best that I can or like last babes right out um that I wrenched at oh sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> last babes right out that I wrenched at um this girl didn't have any brakes it was on a competitor's um brand and you know I don't have a you know, some of the stuff there to, like, fix her brakes. But, like, I spent, like, an hour calling around to shops to find her a shop that she could go to. Yeah. And we got her straightened out. And it was, like, the greatest feeling, like, taking care of somebody. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I couldn't, like, if I was, if that was me, like, I'd feel like so bummed. Like I just rode all the way here, and now yeah. like I have to get like a tow truck. Absolutely I mean, it not. happens. It, yeah. does. it does. Some things I can't fix. Like yeah. you know, working like so. Like I have this little toolbox, and I don't have. It's not even my toolbox. Like they provide me with toolbox. So I was like, oh, yeah. I don't have any of my stuff. Like I can fix this for you, but I can't right now. <laughs> Especially when you're on the road. Like if yeah. you're traveling, like it's so hard because you can't bring everything. You only bring oh, like yeah. the basic shit. Oh yeah. And you hope a zip tie will hold it. Yeah. And, like you know, it's That's just like a funny story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So like, I mean, it, it's kind of hard when people are depending on you, and you're like, "Fuck, well, I can't, I can't fix your yeah. like." But let me call somebody. You know? I got yeah. You. But we know at least know where to head in the right direction. Yeah. So, yeah. Like um, what? I was riding back from Ventura. On, on the Lowrider ST, and I see, like, we're stuck in traffic because it's California and the traffic's horrible. And um, I see this guy, like, pulled off on the side of the road, like, messing with his bike. And I was like, oh, shit. <sighs> Should I? No, no, no. Like, because I, I normally I carry, but, like, I can't carry in California. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, let's go see what's wrong. His shifter was falling off. Like, mm-hmm. that poor man was, like, holding, like, his shifter with his ankle. And I was like, oh. Zip ties will fix you right up. I didn't have any zip ties, so I took. I had my hair in braids. I took my braids out and used my oh, hair tie. Oh yeah. And I like took two hair ties and like, you know, rigged it so he could shift. Yeah. And next thing I know, like, we're going like seventy five, like lane splitting, and he's just like shifting no problem yeah. to get like to the next shop. I was like, Whew, oh yeah. Thank God. Oh yeah. I lasted my whole like. California back to Florida trip with zip ties. It's always California, I swear to God. (laughs) California just, yeah. So what's your zip tie story? Because I heard you start to say that. Oh, no, that was the hair ties. The hair ties. (laughs) We used the hair tie not too long ago. I forgot what we're doing. Like a shifter, I think, too. Shifter or clutch lever. It's like, hold on. Yeah. Thank God for being a girl and always having random shit on me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, what are some of your favorite events? I've never been to Babe Ride, Babe's Ride Out yet, yeah. but so Babe's Ride Out super cool. Um, I've 
friendship babes right out. And then when I was working in Orlando, I worked um, a couple at the dealership Daytona, mm-hmm. like for Daytona Bike Week and stuff. So that's always a blast. Like we've been going to Daytona since I was like little. So it was crazy to actually like experience it working it. So that was pretty cool. Um, probably, I don't know. Babes Right Out was cool. Um, all of them. Like, if I could just travel around and, like, work on bikes, that would be the shit. Like, I yeah. would love it. Hey, just who knows? Uh, <laughs> out of the universe. Had some, oh, yeah. some thoughts on that. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. It, it's been rad. Like, I've been super fortunate with this job, too. Be able to, like, travel and, like, help people out. And it was so sweet. This this chick that I worked on her bike, um, she was, like, she just messaged me on Instagram, like, was it three months ago? Something like that. Told me she took, like, I inspired her to take, like, a basic mechanics course. Aww. And I was, like, hell yes. Like, the more people that, like, can, you don't have to, like, wrench professionally, but, like, know a little bit about your bike. Especially, like, if you're going to ride it miles and miles. Yeah. You know, that's so rad that, like, because I don't think of myself like that anyway, but I, like, inspired this chick to, like, take a mechanics class, and that was super rad to me. Yeah. That so is rad. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Hell yeah. And I'm sure you'll you'll just keep doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. you keep going, you're just going to inspire working on bikes. people. Yeah. yeah. So what projects do you have going on? I know you have a couple FXRs, right? Yeah, I have two FXRs. Um, I have three in my garage right now because I'm, I'm building up a friend's bike, and I got the drag bike and my husband's soft tail. So many bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my FXR, all my friends know. They've been giving me shit about it. I've been taking forever on it because I'm, like, super anal. It's an 86 FXRP that I got just the frame, and, like, it, it's been a basket case. Um, Wasn't it pink? Yeah, my yeah. frame's pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my frame's pink. Um, and, yeah, I've just, I'm super anal about it, so everyone, like, teases me, like, oh, you know, you're taking forever on it. What's taking so long? I'm so anal about shit that i want it like it's a titled rp i want rp parts yes i need a sugar daddy yeah seriously for parts i was like rp parts are like so damn expensive everyone's throwing an rp fairing on their bike and i know like, you're jacking up the price on my shit dude <laughs> i know we were just talking about this because i have so i have my birth year rp hell yeah and yes it literally like i don't have much original parts at all on that damn thing yeah. so it's like I'm slowly accumulating stuff. Yeah, but that's original. literally insane. It's a it's a it's arm like and half a, leg a kidney for like everything <laughs> for everything. Yeah. And like you sent me some floorboard stuff that I was yeah. like that I've been hunting for, and it's always like nine hundred dollars for fucking floorboards. Yeah, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like it's gonna take me a lifetime, which is fine. But yeah. You know, no, it's not. No, we have to be ready for next year. Sheesh. I don't know what <laughs> we'll, you're talking about. We'll figure about. it out. I'm working on <laughs> yeah. swap meets. Swap so, meets. Exactly. I got a lot of my shit at swap meets. But yeah, yeah. it's like, that. that's my project right now. I have an 86 RP that I'm building from the ground up. And like that one, like it's, I, my dad and I have been like machine, because my dad's showing me how to machine and stuff, right? And um, he had some Hemi valves like lying around from like the old like funny car days, like titanium valves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm building this engine nasty because, like, it's my ground-up build. It's my personal bike. It's my dream bike was an 86 RP. So we're going to make it gnarly. I put the Hemi valves, like, in the head and, like, custom ground it and everything. Nice. And, yeah, because that's – I'm going to – it's always been my dream to, like, build, like, a bike from the ground up and run it at Bonneville. So – Whoa. Sick. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to break, like, any crazy records. But just for me personally, like, that's always been, like, a like a dream goal of mine to, like, run a bike that I have 100% built 
done like custom things, not just like order like parts or whatever, but I built it. Yeah. And like have it run at Bonneville. Have I you been to Bonneville? It. No, I want to go so bad. It's so dope. Both of you guys have to come with yes. me this yeah. year. Right? Yeah, because you went with Hero, right? Yeah. So I oh, got to go for so work. Rad. But I also got to do the experience bike. So I got to run on how? the salt. And that was Dude, dope. how was that? That was so rad. Like Hell at first yes. I was really scared because it looks like snow. Yeah. Like the way it looks smushy. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's like sand. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's really fun. It was really, really cool. But we should get together with Buell Brothers and see if you guys can do their experience bike. That would I be don't awesome. qualify it for it anymore because I already got to do it. But maybe I can get you guys linked with that. That'd be so fun to watch That'd you guys so ride. That'd be so badass. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah. shoot. Like, what was your um, time? <laughs> what was your time? <laughs> so I got on this bike not knowing, right? Yeah. Like, never even walked on salt before. So and when they asked me, like, what do you, how fast do you think you're going to go? I was like, oh, as, I mean, if I go 50, that would be cool, right? Yeah. Not knowing what this 250 is available. I mean, what, what it can do or whatever. Yeah. Never rode a Buell ever in my life. So um, I ended up going, my first run was 121. Hell yes. And then my final run was 128, 129. Dude, it's a rush. Yeah, like, I know so on a drag fun. strip, it's a rush. Like my dad's like drag bike that he built, he built, he took this 490 drag bike or he took a 490 dirt bike and stretched out this mods and made it a drag bike. Oh my gosh. It's 1986 490. It flies, dude. We call it, it's another Widowmaker. <laughs> He it used to have a kickstart to it, but he was like kicking it at a race, like because he he raced it in the Pro E2 class back in the day for Pro Star, and you know he was getting it ready to to run and broke the kicks, kickstarter off. So now he has it hooked up to a starter cart, and yeah. that is like the biggest rush is with the air shifter and everything, like riding in that bike. That's that is so, so dope. the biggest smile I've ever had on my face is riding that bike. Yeah, so, that's how this was. It was yeah. such a such a cool rush, and it's funny because they were like, um, "Don't pay attention," or like just not to get lost in the sand. Yeah, like your eyes will start wandering. Yeah, like it's weird. Like that. I don't know the glow from the sand or whatever. Um, but it was so rad. And then when I came back, they were like, well, "How fast do you think you went?" I was like. Well, I hope I went like at least 75, right? Yeah. They were like, no! So it's a funny video because I felt like such a nerd. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I don't no, know. No, that's not like a nerdy moment. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, growing up, like, you got to watch the stuff. video. It's pretty nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. But, like, growing up drag racing, like, because for us to do that, you, for your age, you have to run a specific, like, mile an hour and stuff. So, like, at 13 years old, I was going 80, 85 miles an hour in, like, this little junior rail car. Dope. And like I remember getting, it's gonna sound super unsportsmanlike. I was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> it was my fault. I red lighted. I was like, I remember it was a 003 red, on a pro tree, and I was super upset and just like kept it floored. It was at Rockingham, in uh, North Carolina, and just like kept it floored, and which I know I'm not supposed to do. And I ended up running like at I think I was like 13. I ended up running like 100 miles an hour. Oh my god! And got like my ass reamed when I got back. <laughs> They're like, "Do you know how fast you're going?" I was like, "No, I, was, I lost the race, you know." Just like, and that was me like letting off, like as I'm going. So these like little like Briggs and Stratton like lawnmower engines. Oh my goodness! Go that fast? It was insane. That's so rad. <laughs> that is rad. I think I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. To the to the what is it? The bucket, bucket list. list. Bucket list. Yeah. So they have like at the drag strip, like certain races, like especially the big ones, they have it where it's like a two seater dragster. Like you ride behind the person, and they'll take you on a pass. That'd be sick. That would be you sick. But I want to drive it. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll work. Like, we'll find somebody let you borrow a, yeah. borrow a car. Like, <laughs> that would be so dope. Yeah. <laughs> you want to fly a plane and I'm going to ride a dragster. That's right. Yes. <laughs> do it. Do it. I'm here Daughters for all the things. of the road, on the road. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or track, whatever. Same, same. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what it is. Let's just go fast. <laughs> So speaking of goals and bucket lists, um, I always ask this question, where do you see yourself? Like what milestones do you want to have in the next five to 10 years? Five to, oh, that's a good one. Five to 10 years, like I want to be doing more engine work. Like I want to like get into more of like machining and stuff like that. Um, Like I'm learning how to weld right now. I'm learning how to machine and stuff like that. Um, So I want to learn how to do more of that and just keep doing like custom things like like, I, like we were talking about earlier, it's a lost art, and I want to know everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I always hit up, like, my homies. Like, I hit up Mike Beeland over at A1 Cycle sometimes, and I'm like, okay. Like, I sat there. His shop is gorgeous, dude. Like, I've never been like, oh, my God. They're like, he has his lift. Like, you know how you have to, like, push a bike up on a lift, right? Mm-hmm. And you get to a certain point, and you're kind of like, oh, this is too tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is super sketchy. Um, his are like inlaid in the floor. Nice. So you like literally just ride it up and his his shop's gorgeous. (laughs) That is my goal to have a shop like that. (laughs) But yeah, just to do that and do more racing. Like I miss racing so much and it's been a big part of my life. I want to get back into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be doing the drag bike next year. That's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. So, like, that's my goal to do that. And, you know, by then my kid's going to be 17, 18. And he's been bugging me. And he was like, Mom, we're going on a road trip, right? Like, we're going to go somewhere on our bikes. So to have, like, both of my FXRs done so he can ride one and I can ride one. Oh, that would be so rad. That's a sick goal. Yeah, Yeah. I I love that. that. Yeah, that's that's my goal is to have our bikes ready so we can go on a trip. Because the FXR I bought for myself for Mother's Day, I bought it with a blown engine. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been, like, working on it, like, just consistently. Like, I work on everyone else's stuff. So it's, Mm -hmm. like... I always, my stuff ends up getting put on the back burner. Yeah, always. Here we are like a year later. (laughs) My engine's torn apart. (laughs) It's okay, man. I mean, I'm, (laughs) fuck, my shovel head. I mean, I started that so long ago and it's still in baskets and then I moved on to the FXR. So it's like, you know, eventually. Sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean. It's an art. Yeah. You're just doing stuff. Whatever. It'll, It'll come. Like, that's what, it's just all my friends gave me so much shit about it and I'm like dude like <sighs> well how about your friends sponsor your pocket yeah so yeah you like, yeah. Like, um, funding. yeah <laughs> my birthday's coming up <laughs> new pistons would be cool yeah exactly saying. I'm a size 30 over yeah exactly. <laughs> I love it I love it so um what events or projects do you have coming up so today I'm going to a doctor's appointment to get cleared um that way I can return back to normal, and I'm supposed to be doing Babes Ride Out in New York, May 31st through the 5th, um, so that'll be exciting, like, riding through the Catskills again. Just not going to have Brandy this time, which is bummed. Oh, I know. I'm <laughs> bummed, too. But um, doing that, and then a week later, I leave for Pennsylvania, and I'm working in the um, Mid-Atlantic Women's Motorcycle Rally, um, which will be super cool. That's cool. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. It's... It's, like, pretty low-key, but there's, like, 500 women that come out to it, and it was super cool because, so, you know, when we were heading to Maple Grove Raceway in Pennsylvania, I would pass by the York plant, 
and like remember telling my parents like hey like one day I'm gonna work there like you can just you watch so um my boss uh Lauren made it happen for me to go take a tour of the plant Aww. and it was like so rad like seeing all the stuff being built and whatnot so yeah um th- those two events and then doing the 120th I'm super excited. For your birthday. Yeah, the big yeah, 20 turn up. <laughs> Super excited about that. So that's so cool. That's what I got on my calendar for right now. And then doing Born Free as, a, as a spectator. Yeah. Because I don't do enough bike events that I'm spectating. <laughs> yeah. That I'm just there to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know what that's like either. <laughs> but it's okay. How do people follow along with you? Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Hazy Alex. Should probably change my name. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can like catch up with me or whatever and do do that. Yeah. That's, awesome. That's <laughs> yes. So thank you again, Alex, for Anytime. joining us on the conversation. Oh, like yeah. it's so cool to hear the story of like I, I don't know, you just like you have this tenacious attitude, which is yeah. so fucking cool because like you you set out to do something and you do it. Yeah. And I love that more than like anything. So um I know that you're out there in the community as well yeah. so the support means the world and also like I, I just am so excited to support you with anything oh, yeah. that you know we can do for you or Same to you, guys. you know like just cheer you on for oh, all yeah. your projects like I know you're gonna do so much and we're so excited for yeah. you I'm super pumped for you guys too like this is so rad that you guys are like doing this and you know not just bringing like more light to like women writing and whatnot but just into the industry yeah because that's like something our industry is small. Like, it seems so big, you know, and whatnot, but it's one of the smaller industries. So yeah. it's, especially, like, especially in the racing world and, you know, just in general. So it's rad that you guys are bringing more light and making it open and, you know, friendly to everybody. It's yeah. super rad. Yeah, there's so many awesome stories. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of my favorite things is a lot of people have reached out to us and they're like, dude, I would never do a podcast, but because you guys are hosting it, like it, I feel like it's just going to be easy and fun. Yeah, like this so that's is... That's rad. Thank you. This is like my first, well, my second podcast, and like I'm super awkward. Like you can look around anywhere. I'm like super awkward unless it's motorcycles. So it flowed so well just sitting yeah. here and having like a chat. We're just missing like a margarita and some tacos. Right? <laughs> I know. We need some orders. <laughs> so, like Brandy, um, we usually talk about Red Rock Harley, but um, yeah, tell us what's going on over there. So, Red Rock Harley, um, a lot going on. Uh, and because we are going to air this later, I'm not going to go through any of like the Red Rock stuff, but me and Kristen have a few things going on that we're really stoked about. So, we're going to share those with you. Um, May 18th through the 21st, we're actually going to be meeting up with Stacy and doing a Daughters of the Road and Ride to Food vlog. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm really, really excited about that. Um, got yeah. some awesome sponsors on board, but we'll save all the details for those dates. Um, we also have the opportunity to head out to Deadwood for the uh, Deadwood Moto Show. So we'll be there June 2nd and sick. 3rd in Deadwood in South Dakota. With wide open brew, with wide baby. Open brew. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm missing Babes Right Out. I did yeah. get asked to go back out and work, but um, yeah, I, I was like, make money or go experience something I've never had the opportunity to do. do. That, so 100%. Like, I'm going to Deadwood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would too. Like, I love like working and whatnot, but um, Deadwood, I need to do. Yeah, yeah for I'm sure. So excited. I know it was never on my radar until um, James from White Open Brew had brought it up, and they host like a 
big like freestyle motocross yeah. thing. Like it's just like it looks like a rad event, and it does. yeah, I'm so excited because it's like not really in our wheelhouse, but yeah. totally is. Yeah. So <laughs> and all the content that they're pumping out for that show, it's just every it time I sick. see something, I'm like, damn, I can't wait to be there. So yeah, yeah. super stoked about that. Shout out to Wide Open Brew. And then um, the following weekend, after we leave South Dakota, we will be in Phoenix. No, I'm sorry, uh, Colorado, Colorado, Durango, Colorado, for okay. the In Cahoots Moto um, event. So uh, I've been a guest speaker at that event for the last two years. This year, I'm not going to do a, a guest speaking spot. We're going to be hosting a breakfast, and then they asked me to help with moto games. So I was Hell like, yes. that sounds way more up my alley than sitting and talking in front yeah. of a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> moto games are super sick. I uh, absolutely adore them. Me yeah, too. It's like I'm all mini bikes. Goofy. Let's, get, let's get hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's kind of what Kristen and I have coming up. I'm sure we're going to saw some things in between now and then. But uh, the dealership, we've got a lot going on. So look up uh, Red Rock Carly Davidson. Check our event calendar. We're staying up to date with that. So if you're ever in Las Vegas, be sure to stop at Red Rock Carly and say hello. Yeah. And other than that, um, I'm traveling with American Flat Track. Um, I do work with the racing series. So if you are interested in going to any of our races, we are traveling all across the country. So um, you can go to AmericanFlatTrack.com. As you can see, Jared Mees right here is a <laughs> flat track racer, um, won the national championship eight times. But um, no biggie. No and, biggie. And a really rad dude. <laughs> but um, yeah, we will be. Um, doing a lot of those events so if you're interested just go to the website and check out what event is coming near you um and yeah so also we wanted to give a big shout out to our presenting sponsor today speed king cycle um as you can see our speed king cycle <laughs> swag um they are an extensive platform online bringing you parts from fxrs to now utvs um they work with most manu major manufacturers you love to bring a simple space to grab whatever the heck you want um and also they are crafting a lot of parts in-house so that means made oh, yeah. in usa we love yes. that yeah yeah so Always support um, that exactly probably support made in usa um if you're interested in seeing what they've got you can check out their website speedkingcycle.com and we also have a code that you can get 10 percent off of your order with it is daughter 10 that's d-o-t-r 10 and you can get 10% off. So yeah, thank you yeah. guys again. And uh, we're looking at maybe doing a collab with Speed Gangs and having some Daughters of the Road stuff made. Hard parts, oh, let's yes. go. Let's go hard parts. Um, yeah. I was thinking seat bolts would be like rad to start with because we always need a seat bolt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, last, I lose bolts. my seat bolt like every trip. Yeah. I don't know how. I'm like Loctite that shit. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> other things we've been talking about are um, riser clamps, derby yes. covers, air cleaner covers, something with Daughters of the road maybe we'll have a new logo design or something uh, but yeah we'll have some cool stuff in the works coming up shortly yeah. thank you steve and the whole speed kings team we appreciate you guys yeah definitely couldn't do it without you um so yeah we appreciate you guys tuning in um we're so excited for all these guests and for all the guests to come um you can follow us on instagram tiktok uh facebook youtube Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're everywhere. <laughs> so um, wherever you enjoy uh, grabbing your latest content, you can find us. Um, but until then, we'll see you on the road. See you on the next one.